Hello, and welcome to the Flip and Shift podcast. My name is Julie Walls. This podcast was based on the Flip and Shift's tagline, flipping your thinking to then shifting your behavior. The Flip and Shift podcast focuses on temperament to then how we evolve in our thinking to which influences our behaviors. We create belief systems throughout life, which affects the outcomes in our lives. Did you know that you can reprogram these belief systems? To produce the outcomes you so desire. No matter what you're dealing with, there will always be a solution for you. So, this podcast should give you some hope. Yay! With each episode, we'll be chatting with leading experts in the field that have overcome struggles of their own. They found their way to overcome areas in their lives that needed focus and are now actually helping others to find their way. We all have a story to share. Let's learn from our past to change our future, and most importantly, inspire and help others along the way. If you are wanting to feel empowered, inspired, and are ready to make those changes in your life, you are subscribed to the right podcast. And hey, thank you so much for your support. Now, grab your favorite drink or snack, turn up the volume, kick back, and enjoy this chat. Hey, you guys, it's Julie Walls with The Blip and Shift. This is the FNS podcast, which is the Flip and Shift podcast. I'm here to inspire and share stories of folks who have gone through a journey, found their way, and now inspiring and helping others. Today, we have an amazing survivor story, been through infant and child loss, and she's with us today, and I'm so excited to share her story. But before I do, I want to remind you guys of some upcoming expert chats. So first and foremost, you can, do a, you can come and join me on a live, a go live series chat. Just keep a lookout for all of my marketing posters. And then also everything is getting posted over to Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So you can find all these episodes there under the Flip and Shift podcast. Our next live chat is with Kaylee Rodriguez. She's from with YYC Psychology. And unfortunately, we had to move her date up, so that's still pending. But she's going to talk a little bit about how to manage information that's coming from social media the all different sorts of information that's out there these days and how it's affecting people internally, mentally, right? And so we're going to touch point on emotions around information and how we intake information and what to do about that, setting boundaries around that and kind of connecting with our inner, our inner gut, our inner belief systems to be able to overcome any sort of fears or worries or anxieties, All right, without further ado, today we have Alyssa Hart from Walk for Baby Feet. She is partnered up with Jamie Dunker. Um, These two women struggled with infant loss. And unfortunately, Jamie couldn't make it today, but we're going to be talking with Alyssa. And they came together after experiencing grief and loss of their infants. It's such a silent suffering that women share, okay? And they formed an event called Walk for Baby Feet to help others who are struggling with grief and loss. We'll be discussing her journey, Alyssa's journey, the struggles that she has also witnessed from women that have dealt with infant loss, and her hopes and upcoming events for Walk for Baby Feet. Hey, Alyssa, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. All right, Alyssa, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I know we know each other and we know where we're from, but for people that are tuning in from all over the world, can you share a little bit about where you're from and just some insight onto you? Yes. My name's Alyssa Hart and I'm from Galesburg, Illinois. I currently reside in Peoria, Illinois. I 
a little bit about myself. I'm a director of special ed student services for uh, Dunlap School District outside of Peoria. Um, and I have four amazing sons. So that's, you do have four amazing sons. Four, and I have a great family and a great bunch of friends. And Julie, you're, of course, one of my. You do. You're just, I want to just share a little bit about Alyssa. She's that girl that comes in the room and she's like a bright ray of energy, sunshine, and love. So I I just want to touch point on that. You and I have definitely connected over the years and I've, I'm, I'm just honored and excited for you to be able to come on here and share your story and just give that light to people, which is truly awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You're going to do great. You've got Danny. I mean, he's a, ama- you've just got so much and you don't have anything to worry about. You guys are just awesome. I do have an amazing brother who last night was like, I'm going to bed. And then on Facebook, we were chatting and he's like, go to bed, sis. Like I said, I was going to bed like an hour ago, but Hey, <laughs> well, he's taking care of you. I can just tell you guys are like bonded deeply, uh, which is amazing. Yeah. You got to have that in your life, which is freaking awesome. All right. So I, I don't want to, um, I know I'm cognizant of your time cause I, and I'm grateful for you to be able to come on, but I kind of want to get into it. So, um, can you just talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you've had, you got three boys mm-hmm. and then I, I, I mean, I don't want to overstep here, but then your fourth boy, can you talk about your pregnancy story with him mm-hmm. and just kind of share a little bit about family planning and anything that you kind of experienced? So I have a 22 year old son you know, easily amazing pregnancies. I had um, Jacob, who's 22, William, who's 11, and Benjamin is seven. And they were easy. I mean, whoops, you know, and they were amazing pregnancies, never any issues or concerns. They were just easy. I had all natural births with all three, no medication, you know, like it was just from start to finish. They were all three late like 10 days late induced with William, like, can you come, can you come into the world? So those were those three easy pregnancies and boys. And then um, my husband and I, at the time, we, we actually planned a pregnancy. Yeah. So, hey, let's have Andrew. And, and we got pregnant and um, a nine, 18, 19 weeks, you go in for that ultrasound that's find out the sex, you get all the information, the measurements, whatnot. So we, I was running late. It was just a crazy day. And the day before we went to a Cubs game to celebrate Jacob's 16th birthday. And um, I said to my, my best friend D that day, um, I don't, I haven't felt him move. She's like, Oh, it's fine. You go to the doctors tomorrow, you know? So I was running late um, coming from a meeting from Dunlap and went to our ultrasound and I just knew, you know, she's just, you, said that gut in, you yeah. had that gut instinct. Yeah. And then I didn't hear anything. I'm yeah. a crier. Sorry. No, um, no, no. And I, and I just want to make sure that for those listening in trigger warning. Okay. Yeah. What we're going to talk about can be very triggering for those that are going through it, have gone through it. It doesn't matter how far, far out away from it you are. So but I always love to say when people are like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I made you cry. I'm like, no, I want it. I want to talk about Andrew. I, you know, he's, I want people to know my story. Um, it's, that was huge healing for me, but we went in and, and I could tell it's like, what's going on. She's like, well, we'll have you talk to the doctor. And so she, she left and, uh, I looked at Ryan and said, something's wrong. And he's like, no, no. I'm like, 
yeah, usually you hear a heartbeat, like you start to hear something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, no. So we went in and met with the doctor and he said, you know, I'm so sorry. We knew the doctor. And so, you know, mutual friends, he was so great. He's like, why don't you come back tonight and we'll induce you. I mean, it's, I was, we were far enough along that we, we needed to deliver and, yeah. and induce. So we went home and, and um, my mom was there, you know, Ryan had called my mom and yeah, and I made phone calls cause I wasn't going to work the next day, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so set up for the other boys to be taken care of. And then I called um, a friend of our mutual friends, um, Susie, and she's a nurse and an OB. So yeah. I didn't want to go to the next day. I was like, I'll come in tomorrow. Like this is going to go away. I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, you really need to come in tonight. And Can I ask you, Alyssa? So initially you knew, right? You got the devastating news. And I want to make sure to touch point on this 18, 19 weeks along, right? You're like right. in between. Right. So you're further, you're in the second trimester, right? Right. Okay. So at that point, it's not DNC, you know, you don't have to go through, you have yes. to deliver. And so I um, wasn't sure, you know, at that point, this was out of the norm for, you know, I had three healthy pregnancies and three babies. And so you we kind did. Of in shock mode? Were you kind of uh, like in shock? Wow. Now I want to, yeah. So I called Susie and she's like, I'm working tonight. And she's one of those two days on three days off to, you know, nurses come yeah. in. I was like, Oh, okay. Like you're there. I can, I can do this. And so yeah. we picked up, I wanted to, to pack a, a baby blanket. I wanted to go to Walmart and buy stuff, you know, so that he had something, I don't know. And so we did all of those things and it was, it was rough. I mean, yeah. no, I, I can tell you every second of yes. that That's night trauma. the next day. That's such trauma right there. If you can just feel it, I, I, I feel you through the screen. So yeah, it was, it was hard, but I went in and they said it could take 48 hours, you know, 36, 48 hours of being induced. And I was, you know, like induced labor, like true labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are, you're in the OB and, and oh God, <laughs> Galesburg, which is a town of 36,000. Oddly enough, in the room next door was my cousin's stepdaughter having her baby, her very first, you know? So when Ryan ran into her mom in the hall, she was like, what are you guys doing here? And she knew that we were pregnant, but knew I wasn't far enough along to be. And I was just like, do not tell Brittany we're here. Like, this is her In that moment, do you feel like you're like this mixed bag? Like I should be happy and I, but I'm completely Mm -hmm. devastated in my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine. I mean, just being triggering on every level, like you said, going into the OB knowing like I've been here before and I was excited about it before. And now I'm coming into this place mm-hmm. of, of just complete devastation. Yeah. It I was, can't imagine it. Yeah. It was a long evening. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many things that, that went with it, but, um, you know, we got through that, that evening. So, so when you got through it and after the delivery and, and please tell me, Alyssa, if I'm triggering you. Okay. I, and I know I, I'm already there. No, I mean, it was, it, it was, everything was set up in my mind. Like it was the worst experience of my life yet. It was the very best experience. Of my life. Yes. Yes. I got so, to deliver and hold my baby, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it only took mm, less than 24 hours because the next morning I started feeling the labor and, and he actually came Tuesday, May 19th at 9.20. He came the next morning, which they said it would take 36 to 48 hours. So I thought I would definitely be there a couple of days, but it literally was maybe 12 hours later. So can I ask you, and I know this because I'm, I'm walking people through the process, right? Uh-huh. For those that are tuning in, maybe there's a mom that's daughter experiences and they don't know, you know, they know the process they were there, but emotionally they don't know what's going on in their daughter's head and they don't know how to comfort and support. Right. Can I ask you as you were, and this, is, this might be, and I'm just going to really post a trigger warning on this after the birth, you're holding the baby and leaving what was that emotionally like leaving the hospital now what what was racing in your brain so my parents didn't come to the hospital until later you know they were like let us know when you're ready for us okay my mother-in-law was at home with my two boys with her husband however Susie came in and said FYI your mother-in-law's in the waiting room sleeping on the couch she just couldn't leave you know and and, um, wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, the next day I delivered Andrew, we got to spend almost the entire day with him. Um, my parents came in, um, my mother-in-law was there. Um, you know, we got to hold him and we got him baptized that day. And oh, fantastic. Yeah. We did all the things we wanted to, yeah. and then we set up a funeral home that came in. And when it was time, we, had him pick up Andrew so that we could plan for his burial. And then at that point, I got to move to a different section of the hospital, which yeah. was, yeah, I don't want to be in labor and delivery. I don't want to hear babies cry, you know? So I moved and then, then they sent me home, you know, a day or so later. Yeah. And then, and then as you went home, how did you start the process of, not necessarily healing, but I, I'm assuming there was a funeral mm-hmm. a few days later, right? So was, I delivered Andrew on Tuesday. I went home on Wednesday. I slept for a day or two. My eyes couldn't open or close. They were so puffed from crying, but I needed, I had friends that had experienced loss that I had to start apologizing to. I wanted to hear their story because I never took that time to his, hear their story. But then I didn't realize I should have sent them flowers. Oh my God, it was awful that I didn't realize how awful it was. And I should have been there for you. And I started making phone calls, you know, and one of them came to my house and brought me lunch, you know, and was, and sat with me and talked with me. And another one was up in Chicago and I called her. Um, She explained, you know, I didn't have anybody to come home to except my husband. I had other children to come home to was, you know, almost two years old. Um, so I had other children that needed me. They needed their mother. So I had, you had to like, I got to do, I got to get back. I got to get my head back. Right. And I worked in a school district in the end of May, my boss is like, don't come back to work. You know, summer's almost here. Just take the rest of the time off. Well, I couldn't, I had to go back to work. So sorry, I have to go in because I have to keep my mind busy, but I did take that week off, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, we buried Andrew on Saturday that week. And it was just my parents and my children and 
my in-laws. And so we had, you know, the, the church there and said a few words and, and we, we buried him at the foot of my, uh, of his father's grandparents' grave. Yeah which was comforting, you know, picking out the headstone and doing all those things. I needed all of that for my own closure. Yes. Yes. But it took time. It took time. So that's why I want to ask going as we're starting to, to, to kind of, which I think is very important point to point out. Number one, your immediate response was I had this baby. This is what happened. And oh my gosh, all these people that had babies before me and lost their baby. I'm connecting to that. I feel guilt. I feel shame around it. And you're me. And I, this is a real testament to how amazing you are, Alyssa, that you took that moment in that time. And unfortunately it's, it comes out of guilt and shame, right? You took that moment of time to reach out to those people from years ago or, you know, however long ago, but it's really amazing to your inner character. You know what I mean? Who you are to mm-hmm. be brave and reach out. It's kind of like that. Hey, I'm sorry. I want a community. I want a tribe. I'm here for you. Please be here for me. Right. And then on top of that, you have that family support. Right. And then moving forward, you were like, all right, I've got my kids support. And you pointed that out. Some people don't have that. Right. They come Mm -hmm. home. Right. And they just silently suffer and, and are miserable. So you, so let me ask you this. Do you feel like that piece of starting the healing process was beneficial to you to have a distraction have a focus on something I need to put my heart in. Okay. All right. So So, like I had to go back to work and the minute I walked into work, one of my teacher friends in the building greeted me at the door and just hugged me. And so I could hear her story, you know, and, and it, it did like, I was helping her through her loss from 16 from actually, I think 20 some years prior. I mean, she had her story. I, I apologized to my girlfriend. I mean, I called my girlfriends. I had to listen to their story. I had to apologize for not being there because I didn't realize. So, but I wanted them to know, I'm sorry. And, and then I reached out to Jamie Dunker, you know, I want to know how you, I, I then decided I was reading books. I was getting packages from people, you know, one of the, there's this, um, for Abraham, and that's on Facebook. And this mom is from Iowa and she, she had a loss um, and she sends packages to mothers that lose baby. I actually have sent families her, you know, I sent information to her for her packages because there's, you know, there's so much. Yeah. There's a journal, there's a candle. There's, there was a book in there that was for children. So my five-year-old and my two-year-old, I mean, obviously my five-year-old was excited and knew mommy was pregnant and I was clearly showing and um, the book was, I was supposed to have a baby, but I got an angel instead. And it just explained the whole process in a child's book. Um, so we read that over. But Jamie, I knew of her. We weren't close friends by any means, but I knew of her. And she called me and was like, do you want to do lunch? Yes, I do. So we connected and we got to have time together to hear each other's stories. Yeah. So do you feel like, the healing process and all this is getting connected with those that can be really, truly understand how you feel. Did you find it was, I just want to ask on the opposite end of this for those that haven't done it right. And they're trying to talk to you. They haven't gone through this and they're trying to talk to you. Did you find it frustrating, triggering, irritating? What came up? Like when their people are trying to relate and it's just like, Oh, please. Or did you find it comforting? 
it is it was comforting like it's comforting. I needed okay. to hear everything I needed to know ev- I wanted to know your story I wanted to know your story I wanted to I wanted to know how you felt or what was going through your mind and then I wanted to share my story I felt like me sharing my story and telling everyone a I never wanted to forget which I never will but I never wanted to not talk about Andrew and not have people know I have Andrew. So I try to keep, you know, my story going and his story alive. I mean, that was something for me. So as you were communicating with all these women, especially Jamie, right? You started Mm -hmm. finding what were some of the light bulb moments that came to you during this communication type process and and validation and healing connection, right? Did you start recognizing, and this is what I, I know, because I also have had that in my family, people do not talk about it. They silently stuff it and hoard it and store it. And, and they don't do like what you did. They you know, they, they silently honor their baby loss, right? Mm-hmm. They're in loss, but they don't do like what you've done. You include that piece as a part of your family. And what's your thoughts around that? Like what, what, what did you see and the pain that you were witnessing from those folks that didn't feel like they could talk about it? You know, I, I'm a school social worker by trade. So therapy, you know, my master's is, is through therapy. And yep. so I know talking and communication is key and, and healing for, for some, but for others, it's not. And it's just respecting them, you know, that you may not want to tell your story or talk about it, but I want to help and I want to tell mine. And, and a lot of times that, you know, some people come forward after so many years, I want to talk about my story now, yeah. you know, or I don't want to feel that shame. I mean, so much for me, it was questioning at certain points in your healing process. It's what did I do wrong? Why did I deserve this? What did something happen? Like, oh my gosh, you know, the day before I lost Andrew, we were at a Cubs game, right? And yeah. we, and Will was five. Yeah. And we all started heading out in different directions and we all turned around and Will was nowhere to be found. So that came, like, I lost Will. I lost Will. Well, he was, you know, right there. But in my mind, I was being punished for, I can't have a fourth baby because I lost Will. And now God doesn't think I, I can handle four, you know? So there was, I think everyone sometimes goes through that. What did I do wrong? Why can't I get pregnant? Why can't I have that? And how would you speak to them about that? What would you tell them? Obvious. I mean, it's, it's, everyone's journey is different. So it's, it has nothing to do with what we did wrong. It, it's just everyone's body and journey is different and, and talking about it is, is important. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so true. Cause I do, I have heard that before, you know, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, did I, why did I deserve this? you know, the shame, the guilt. Did I eat too? Did I eat something the day before? Did I drink? I had a glass of wine. Oh shit. That happened. Right. And all of those pieces, you know, you start backtracking and looking at all your behaviors and the outcome. And yeah, I can see where you can go down the questioning and the shame. And, and I, and I love what you just said about, um, everybody's different. Our bodies react differently Mm -hmm. and things happen. And I, and I appreciate you saying that because somebody needed to hear that which is right. Harder. I yeah. mean, it, it is difficult. And now that we're getting older and people start families later, sometimes it's more difficult for 
pregnancy to happen. So, and it's, like I said, everyone's different. And it's that confusion. I worked in social work. I worked in child welfare before I became a school social worker, before I became a director. And you saw these families have nine, 10 kids and they lost all of them in foster care. And you think, what did I do so wrong? You know, I I was lucky and I was, I know I always, you know, when people say things, there's a lot of triggers when you lose a bit, no one knows what to say, you know. I was they're, asking, yeah. they don't want to, they're afraid you don't want to talk about it. So they don't want to ask you about it. Please ask me about it. I want to talk about Andrew. He'll be six on May 19th. I celebrate his birthday every year. Like I want to talk about Andrew, you know, but yeah. people are so afraid because I may start crying when I talk about Andrew, but that's okay. Um, and everyone's different. Like people may look at it. Well, like my 16 year old, when he came to the hospital, he's like, I'm so sorry, mom, but I don't really know how to react, you know, like I never met Andrew. I don't know. You know, like, it's not like Will passed away at five. That would have been totally different for him to to process that. But I get it. Like he didn't carry him. He never met him. So it was hard for him to understand that loss for me. And it is different. I I mean, I had a girlfriend that carried her, her daughter until 40 weeks lost her at 40 weeks. That was different in my mind too. I mean, it was her first baby. It was 40 weeks. Mine was my fourth baby at 18 weeks. And it's, it's a loss is a loss, but it's so for everyone to understand. It wasn't, he wasn't three. He was, he hadn't met everyone in the world, but he's still my baby. So Alyssa, I just want to say, I love what you just said. A loss is a loss because some people are like, well, I, you know, they're hurting and they're silently can't feel like they can say anything because, well, she lost her baby at 18. I can't cry about her, feel sad because my baby was only four weeks or six weeks and, you know, and didn't have really the formation and body, you know, and, but you're exactly right. I love what you just said. The loss is a loss. That is absolutely hundred percent. Don't devalid, you know, devalidate or undervalue what your experience was and how you feel. And I think, I think you're just a true testament of getting your emotions out there, mm-hmm. feeling safe about talking about it. And some people just don't. Right. And it's, it's different. I, yes. I delivered my, and it was such a wake up. I delivered Andrew. He was a fully formed baby. Yeah. Everything, you know, and it wasn't a DNC where I got a, a death certificate. Well, you know, four weeks or five weeks or six weeks, if it would have happened that sooner, I may have had to mark him as an abortion, which is not right for women. They have to, I didn't when know they that. go through the process, they don't get a death certificate. They, no, this was not in their mind. No, they lost a baby. They changed. They need to freaking change that. Yeah. That is a huge thing for Jamie Dunker, like a huge, yeah, a huge thing for her that she wants to, to get that changed. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And gosh, yeah, I, that's fascinating. So I'm like, I'm a little mind blown by that. So my question is, so once you got with Jamie and you guys started talking and sharing and relating with one another, right? Mm-hmm. How did you evolve into, okay, we need to do something about this. We need to start sharing our stories and talking about this and m- making it okay for other people to talk about it. She really thought, you know, she's like, I have this idea and I think you would be great and, and partner with me. So it was yes. really her, you know, and, and our thoughts were um, walk for baby feet, 
we talked about just having some sort of, you know, some sort of organization that we could help support people have baby feet of their own, you know, adoptions, IVF, um, how, and so we would run some fundraisers, which we've had, you know, many fundraisers in the past, we take donations, and then we're helping families that want babies of their own. So it may be, you know, um, helping with cost of adoption, helping with IVF costs, just really, and then we would have a lighting every October 15th is the pregnancy and infant loss. Um, Memorial Day, where we would have a lighting of candles, and from 7 to 8 worldwide, if you light a candle from 7 to 8 in your time zone, then it would be almost a 24-hour lighting in memory of of your loss. That that gives me chills. That's amazing. And you guys do that every October, October 15th? Yes. So so where do you do that at? So let's say local folks that are women that have experienced pregnancy loss, let's say I also want to ask you this too, after this, but if they're local and they still are struggling, can they come to that even still? Okay. So it's not more for those that just recently lost. No. And we've had numerous people coming, telling their stories, you know, years ago, we have grandparents that, you know, to tell their loss of their grandchildren, but we light candles in memory of our, you know, loss. And we, we share stories and, and we talk about our own loss and our own experience. And we just communicate with each other and, and build those relationships that, you know, some people are just, they don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. They don't, families may not understand, you know, oh, I had a miscarriage. <laughs> you know, they deal with it differently, you know, oh, so yeah. it, it's. You, you don't know who you're going to get support from and not. So we were just there to support one another. That's fantastic. So that's one event you guys that they support and they, and so how would you go if, if you wanted to do that? Is there a, a place that you go to, to do that as a community or well, how do you sign up for that? Yeah, we would post it on our Facebook and put, you know, information on that one year we had it at the Galesburg high school track and we walked the track and let candle, you know, had candles lighting around it. Can you tell them what's your Facebook handle? It's um, walk for baby feet. Walk so for baby. that is our group. Yes. Okay. So what, so we all know that if you need support in a tribe of women that have, that, you know, has, they've walked down that road and have experienced this grief and loss, it's on October 15th of every year. And you said between the hours of 7 p.m. to 8. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here we didn't have anything with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but years prior, we've also had it at um, the Country Club in Galesburg. And we just, you know, there's a, a place there that's nice that we have it at. It just depends on our year and, and where what we want to do with it. Sometimes we put our fundraiser kind of around that date too and have had different fundraisers. That's wonderful. So now I just want to ask you, is there any future events or anything that's coming up for Walk for Baby Feet that people Not need that to I have on our calendar right now? I know we're all kind of waiting out the pandemic and yeah. seeing when what we can do and what we can't do. So but financially, are, is there a donation place and, and can you take donations? Yeah, you know, we've taken donations in many different forms, checks, people send those in to us, or, you know, they send us PayPal, Venmo, or on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So let me ask you, going from what you've experienced, pregnancy loss, 
and now and infancy, infant loss with Andrew to now doing this type of work, giving back to the community, you know, being a support center. And also, you know, just in life in general, what, what really connects to your soul? What inspires you? Oh my gosh, that's a very, that's a deep question, Julie. Yes, I know. Um, I don't know. I really am just an upbeat person. You know, it, I can break down and cry, but I'm a pretty happy go lucky like and you know people are like I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings no it's gonna take a lot to hurt my feelings my children obviously are um, huge my family my brother is amazing my mom and dad have been very amazing we love to travel you know just I feel like giving back in my job every day I'm giving (laughs) and I go home and I just can't stop. I'm in, you know, my doctoral program and I'm just trying to continue on educating myself and, and working to help other people succeed. Yeah. 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 And you've helped, and I know you've helped a lot of people, which just is awesome all around. That's just who you are, Alyssa. I I would. That's That's awesome. I give my coat off my back, but I really like my J crew jacket. So. take it to the next level product whatever yeah okay last question for you because i know you i want to be cognizant of your time and and i know you got to go for those folks that are tuning in or listening to the podcast episode later they've they've you know years or maybe just recently have been struggling and and just every day is just difficult for them to walk through every day and you know and you're trying to give them a hope rope Okay. As they're listening, what kind of words of hope and encouragement would you give to them? You know, I always think Andrew's with me every day. And so what would he want me to, what would he want me to be? What would he want me to do? Um, Would he want me to sit in a corner and cry? No, he wants me to be a light and be, you know, help others and move forward. I mean, eventually one day I'm going to be with him. And so I need to live my life to the fullest while we're here. So live your life to the fullest and be something that your child's looking down on you and, and is proud of who you are. And um, that's what I think. I know. I am just like, I'm just going to be amazing so that my children are proud of me. Yes. A hundred percent. You're going to make me cry, Alyssa. Um, Okay. Thank you so much because I think somebody needed to hear that today. Thank you. You guys, um, if you want, if you need some, if you want to donate, if you want to get involved, if you want to help Alyssa and Jamie's amazing cause, um, reach out to them through Facebook. It's walk for baby feet. That is the handle. So just Google it or just type it in the search bar, connect with Jamie, tell her how wonderful she is. Connect with, with, with Alyssa, tell her how wonderful she is. And, you know, just this episode alone is, it's extremely inspiring for me. Um, and, you know, I'm just thinking as we were talking, I'm like of those folks that I really do need to connect to and be like, Hey, you know, I just had a conversation with Alyssa and, and I just want to let you know, anytime, I don't care where you're at. I'm here for you. You know, I, I, I'm a secondary relatable understanding of infant loss, right? I witnessed it, but I, I, I don't haven't personal experience, but now I've, as I've listened to you, I have a deeper understanding, a deeper connection to it. So you really inspired me with that. And I, I, I wrote down a couple of names. I'm like, get a hold of these people today, <laughs> just like what you did. Yeah. And, but I just want to say, thank you so much. I know, I know this had to have been a hard episode to, to come to, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you showed up for yourself and you, you gave so much of yourself today. And I, I'm just really impressed by you. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm always here. I have 
many people reach out. I'm always here to listen and I'm always here to be a soundboard if anyone needs anything. Oh, that's wonderful. And so connect with Alyssa. You can either privately connect with her or you can connect with her through the walk, walk for baby feet. And I just want to give a reminder date for those that have, you know, just, if you want to just take the steps forward to start healing yourself from the grief and the loss, you know, show up for yourself on October 15th, between the hours of 7 PM and 8 PM, wherever that locally may be for you. Cause I'm assuming this is worldwide, like she said, and, you know, and form a tribe for yourself, connect and share, and maybe just show up. You can be a wallflower, but just show up for yourself. Right. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And Alyssa, I really appreciate it. Everything you've done today for the, the platform and for those that are tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care. Bye. Wow. What a great episode and a special thank you to our expert today. I hope today's episode inspired you, empowered you, and gave you some hope today. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast to someone who needs hope and inspiration. You can connect with me at www.flipinshift.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Clubhouse at Flip in Shift. Please join me next time for another expert chat or survivor talk.